on live. We're live. Yeah, we're live. Hello, everyone. Hey, guys. How are you? Glad you're here. If you're here. <laughs> if you're not, we're glad we're here. Right. Absolutely. Either way, we are glad to be here. That's right. Ooh, that's... Oh, oh, hey, Double. We're glad you're here, Double. Hello, Double. Welcome back. That is super sweet. Oh, really? Yeah. Could be one of our all-time favorites in huh? Ah, who? I don't know. cold, it's red, and it's super sweet. Yeah? Woo. Try it and see. See what you think. Blackberry flavored. I love it. I absolutely love this wine. Another <laughs> wine by the same company from last week. Yeah. Huber Winery. This is the Blackberry Sweet Blackberry Wine. Very good. Um, yes, it is. It's, uh, and I think that this winery, two things. First of all, it's local. It's just across, I looked yep. up where Borden is. It's just across the uh, the river, across from Louisville. That makes me happy. We're Absolutely. supporting people here in the United States. Um, and it just is a more full tasting. I'm not a wine connoisseur, so I don't know how to rate that. But it's very deep. It's very layered, and I like that. Last week you were saying that you thought it was up on the same level with Stella Rosa after trying the second one. Oh, I think they're above. I, you know, last week I was saying I didn't think it was up there. This one, to me, puts it up there with it. I yeah, really like it. Very good. One. Very good. So that brings us to while we're drinking wine, and the reason is because we already had it cold. <laughs> Reason, as Double said last week, uh, we're drinking wine because uh, it's Wednesday. (laughs) Just because we can. Oh, that's so great! I love to hear that, Double. Thank you. She says, "Love you guys. The show is great." Uh, We're glad you say that because we have some kind of bad news today. Not really. Not really bad news, but not as good as we expected. I I would use the word disappointed, not disheartened. Yeah. You know, because it doesn't change what we're doing or how we're doing it. But um, future plans. Future plans. We're going to keep moving forward and keep. We had last week's show, just so everybody knows, and you guys don't get the numbers. We do get the numbers. Was probably our least downloaded show we've ever done. For the first week. Yeah, for the first week that we've ever done. Um, And that said. Uh, we had put out an offer of a free gift basket to anybody who, you know, to, to oh, the winner of whoever we drew out of a hat. Unfortunately, nobody responded. Not a one. You know, and we were like, oh, how do we handle this? How do we handle this? And, and then Steve decided to do it the correct way. He said, hey, it's just more of Mochi's Munchies for us to eat. We Absolutely. Don't share, so. We don't have to share. We'll just keep Sorry it. About your and everything else we bought. We'll just throw in for our 2000 podcast giveaway. (laughs) So you'll get a double on 2000. (laughs) Anywho, uh, we're glad everyone's with us today. It's really good. Um, Today is probably our favorite episode. You know, it's my favorite format that we do. I love preparing for it. We love presenting it. It's the uh, first of the month, which means it's monthly news headlines time. Uh, yeah, Steve and I have both said that we prefer this one over uh, the other, where we 
have one topic each and we research that and, and we far prefer this one. It allows us to touch on a lot of things that we have wanted to touch on and we've come across in the last two or three weeks, but knew that it wasn't big enough to make an entire show out of, but we're able to throw it in and hey, maybe it's five seconds, maybe it's five minutes, but there's a, a ton of topics out there that we absolutely love. Speaking of something that we absolutely love, you, you love to fish. I do. I, I, I enjoy it. I'm not a fisherman like you are question for you what do you call a fish with no eyes oh geez what do you call a fish with no eyes <laughs> being the fish lover you are I thought you would like that. that was good i, I like you it. would appreciate that one you know sometimes when you go fishing some people like to wear camouflage and i'm not sure why Neither but I. but my girl the other day, she said, she asked me, she's like, do I look sexy in this camouflage? Your girl? Just yeah. one of your granddaughters? No. Oh, Why would my granddaughters ask me that? Because children three, four, five years old will ask anything. They'll no, say anything. No. Just just my girl. Okay, your girl. She, she said. Not your wife, just your girl. Well, you know, there's okay. others. You know. We, I got We got lots that, out there. That's not what they say, but go ahead. <laughs> Anyway, she asked me if I thought that camouflage looked sexy. Okay. Yeah. I told her I just didn't see it. <laughs> yeah. I'd have to agree with him. I have to agree with him. <laughs> Never. I can see the purpose, but can't say that I can see it as being sexy. Yeah. So how was your week? It was a good week. Good. Fall is here. Apple cider is available for sale at Walmart and Kroger. Um, a sign that it is my favorite time of the year fall. I know I asked you earlier, you said you uh, actually enjoy cooking with apple cider a little bit, but you don't really like the taste. I, I absolutely love for a non-alcoholic drink. It's probably my favorite drink in the world. Absolutely love apple cider. Really? Your favorite? Probably. I mean, huh. without alcohol, you know, what are you left with? Milk, water, orange juice? Brown sadness water. I mean, isn't Brown that what? enough? Brown sadness water. That's what I call Brown my unsweet tea that I always drink. Yeah, you did used to love that sweet tea. Yeah, I can't do that anymore. Uh, oh, Double says that they have apple cider. Uh, so she does. There you go. Where she works. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm nice. not going to say online where she oh, nice, works. Nice, nice. Yeah. I'll tell you after. I absolutely love apple cider. Yeah. It's good stuff. Yeah. Man, I don't know. Wow. You don't know what? I was going to say, my week has been like, well, that was weird. <laughs> I, walk the sidewalk. <laughs> I know, but that's just not something since COVID. And I don't know, maybe you noticed this too. Since COVID, there's not, it doesn't seem to be like there's a lot of people out and about just walking up and down. Like I live right on Main Street mm -hmm. and prior to COVID, you could practically count on your, I mean, every five minutes, somebody was running Coming or walking back. up and down the street. Now we just have Jackie. It's the little lady. She walks in front of my house like 14 times a day. Um, she walks from a, a few houses down all the way to the grocery or to the gas station, picks up some cigarettes, and walks all the way back. 14 times a day. 14 times a day. And you need to have a talk to this woman. She's smoking way too much. And people got lazy. No kidding. Well, it's weird. Uh, you know, 
people in towns have those those people that they just ostracize and they feel like, hey, well, that person's weird. They're doing this. Yep. Jackie was that way a lot, and, and she's kind of had some rough issues. But, you know, one day I was out front. Uh, I, always, I had my, my motorcycle sugar out there, and I was cleaning it. And she walked by, and she said, Mr., I just want to say that's a real pretty motorcycle. And I was, like, blown away. And we got to talking. We talked for like 20 minutes. And now every time she walks by, she looks at my house. If I'm inside and she can't see me and I see her, she looks. And if I do, if I'm outside, I make it a point to just run up to her and say, hey, how you doing today? Because, you know, Lord knows she needs it. You know, everybody needs it. And not only interaction. you know, you found out she needs it. But just such a good reason to be nice, to smile, to be friendly. Because we never know who really, really needs it. Right. You don't know what they're going through. Absolutely. You don't know where they're on their way to. And this is not something that takes a lot of time. It takes zero money, yeah. very little effort. Just be nice. One of the, my favorite things to watch, you, you watch TikTok for whatever reason all the time. There's some funny crap on there. I, I often will watch videos on YouTube, and the ones that get me the most are like the videos of people just doing random acts of kindness. Mm-hmm. And the one I'm thinking about when I'm talking about this specifically, it's in Europe, it's in Britain somewhere, and this lady's van is parked on one side of the street. And there's this huge puddle in between her, the sidewalk where she's at and the puddle or, or in her car. So this delivery van drops its ramp backs in beside her van, drops it so she can walk across the ramp and get in her car without getting her feet wet. I'm sorry. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. And it's just heartwarming. It is, absolutely. I just love that because they didn't have to do that. They were working. They were trying to handle business, and they did. Anywho. That's one thing, by the way, that I have tried to make a concerted effort to include more of that type stuff in a broadcast. Uh I can't say I've been really successful at it. Did a few weeks ago, I did the one with Jack Gibbons and the 78 team that donated the shoes. I love those feel good stories. And this week, for instance, when you're sitting here talking about this, I realized that I've got one that I'll hopefully not have time to get to, but I've got one that's the exact opposite. It's about as sad and depressing as you can possibly get. Um, but I, I won't. Why? I, I think it's newsworthy. <laughs> I think it's newsworthy. You know, th- there's, there's a lot of things in the, the majority of news is bad news, right? Oh, bad, bad news sales papers. That's Not only say. that, I've also heard it said, as long as bad news is news, we're okay. Yeah. When we turn on the local newscast and they're telling us about a Boy Scout helped an elderly lady across the street, we're in trouble. What does it mean? It means that that has become so uncommon that it's now newsworthy. Right now, hopefully, it's happening so often that it's not newsworthy in and of itself. So, yes, hopefully part of the reason that a lot of the news is bad is because that the majority of things that are happening are good. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, we're going to get to a bunch of things today that, on my side anyway, that are not good. Well, That are concerning, that are dangerous, that are uh, not meant to to instill... And instill fear, but we have to be aware of them. You and I kind of disagree on where the world is right now. I I am of the firm belief that some of the kindles, the embers of a very bad upcoming war, are starting to be lit um, worldwide. 
I don't disagree with that. And and it is scary. And it's a lot of it to me. The news is slanting in a negative, in, in a very not negative enough, negative enough way. In some in some of it, because they're trying to protect this person or they're trying to protect this person. When all of that really doesn't matter when it comes down to brass tacks, because we have to have strong leadership now. And I don't care if it's the Democrats providing that leadership or the Republicans, but we have to be on message, on point. And we can't have our leaders looking like imbeciles at this particular junction in our in our in our 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 world is I guess the best way of putting it. Because the world looks to us for leadership. Um, whether we like it or not, we've earned that title through our strength and through our resolve and through what we do for the planet. And the world needs us right now. So be with, you know, whether you like Joe Biden or don't like Joe Biden, please be with Joe Biden because we need him to be focused. We need him to be on point and we need him to be presenting, coming from a position of strength um, to deal with some of these issues that we're going to cover today on Newsworthy. So, and I can't believe I just did that for your boy. How about that? Well, but it's very true. It is true. It, it's not always said. It reminded me of the letter that George W. Bush left for Obama. Uh, every president, is there a particular name for that? But they all leave a letter for the sure. incoming president. Uh, and a diary if you're a conspiracy theorist. At least all of them until Trump. Trump was the first one, and I don't remember many, many, many years that did not do that. But oh, anyway. He left the letter. For Biden? Yeah. No, I heard that he did not. I think that he did. I mean, we can research it, but okay. I think anyway. that he did. And it wasn't a very good letter, but it was a letter. Uh, well, I mean, if he did, th- that goes against a lot that I've heard. Because, number one, Trump has still never publicly admitted that Biden won the election. He's never publicly admitted that yeah. Biden is the president. So for him to leave a letter is unofficially doing that, which is another reason that I thought that he hadn't, but I could very well be wrong. Anyway, George W. Bush left a letter for Biden or uh, for Obama. And in it, he said, I want you to know uh, that despite our differences, I am rooting hard for you. You're not only America's president, you're my president. Yeah. And that absolutely should be the way that we look at it. You know, if you got a problem with this person and everything they do, there's going to be another election in four years from the last one. Yeah. And we can vote in or vote out whoever, but do not uh, let that change the fact that this person is our president. For right. Four years. According to Politico, uh, Trump did in fact leave a letter. Uh, a letter for President Biden who said they didn't divulge what it says. They never do. Sometimes but, they do. But did say that it was a generous letter. Trump actually said, and I think he even posted the whole thing, but he was extremely, uh, he spoke very, very highly of the letter that Obama left for him. He was very surprised at how gracious Obama was. And I think that he released most of it. If not, he, big parts of it, he did release. And there's nothing negative about it. He was saying he was very nice and very gracious to me. And and it should be that way. And, you know, we can be divided on, policies here or a policy there or taxes there or entitlements here. But when it comes to the security and the safety, and I hate using those words because those are the new control words. Those are the new freedom words.
things. But when it comes to those things in the world, we need to be one unified force against whatever. (laughs) And if you don't like that or don't agree, please go ahead. Send us a text on the Mochi's Munchies text line or send us an email because I'd love to hear your counterpoints to that, to be blunt. Um, So um, you want to get started? Absolutely. You ready to do this? Yeah. Let's do it to it. I'll let you go first. Okay. Just because I am a kind and generous person. I am a wonderfully nice person today. Has nothing to do with the fact you told me earlier you're unprepared? No, I am very prepared. I'm joking. Um, I'm joking. But no, I... (laughs) That was funny. Apparently, Double really liked that. Elon Musk did something yesterday that really surprised me. Um, I'm sure most of you know back in early April, he announced that he intended to buy Twitter. Um, $44 billion deal. He apparently secured the funding. He submitted an contract offer to Twitter. (laughs) The contract was taken to their board. It was approved. And shortly after, um, he announced that he was going to back out of the deal. He claimed originally that it was because that Twitter had not been honest with the number of bots that they had in their system. Um, Twitter was saying that they had had been nothing but totally honest, that they had given him everything he had asked for. Anyway, yesterday he announced that he was reinstating his offer. After going for months of them hiring attorneys and fighting in court, and he was going to do everything in his power to stop the deal from going through. Yesterday, he reversed course 180 degrees, and he now says the original offer is back on the table, and he's buying Twitter. Which, I, no, I actually saw that today, and, and I think he should just do this every two months. And here's why I say that. Because the law's not going to allow him to. The courts won't allow it. No, I know. But from a personal standpoint, I wish he'd do this every two months. Because Twitter, which is a cesspit of vileness. Remind me in just one second to mention Twitter. But um, the the people, the, the extreme left, melt down every time Elon Musk is even mentioned. You mention Elon Musk, and there's a meltdown page. Also, speaking of Twitter... Last week in our episode, we challenged Jeff Young and Andy Barr and Rand Paul, several several politicians, to come on to our show and tell us about the positive things they want to do and defend the negative that they're the negative ads. The negative ads. Um, Jeff Young's uh, Jeff Young's campaign supervisor actually liked our post on Twitter when I posted the Facebook really? page. So hopefully he downloaded the episode and listened. I've not heard from his people, but his people can call my people and go. we'll get this set up for Mr. Jeff Young to come on the program. Oh, Mochi is here that. and she starts with she has a bone to pick. Well, pick away, Mochi. <laughs> All right. But yeah, no, I I think that if he thinks it's a sound investment, he's he's got more money than most people in the world. First of all, why do you think he would agree to my Twitter? Um, cancel it or attempt to cancel it, say that he's not going to buy Twitter after the contract has already been signed and approved by Twitter's board. 
Um, both sides go out and lawyer up, and th they already had court dates set for when they're going to go to court because Twitter was suing to force the sale. They yeah. were saying, you have offered a contract. We reviewed it. We agreed to it. We signed it. We sent it back. It's a done deal. You can't, yeah. for no reason, just back out. It's my belief that he probably heard from his attorneys that we're probably going to lose this. We're probably yeah. not going to win. Otherwise, I don't know how it makes sense to, with no rationale, no reason given, to say we're reversing course and we're back on track with our original offer. Trump, I'm sure, is very happy. Elon Musk has said, and I don't know that he's a Trump fan. It's not why he's doing it, but he will absolutely cancel the ban, the Twitter ban on Trump, simply because he says, and I don't know that I can disagree. Uh, he says he thinks that there needs to be a really high bar set for canceling someone permanently, which is what Twitter did, or at least indefinitely. Uh, they didn't say permanently. They just said indefinitely, which to me is the same thing. When you say indefinite, there's no end in sight. And I think whether you agree with Trump or not, and I'm certainly not a Trump fan, but I think there needs to be a really high bar set for canceling him or anyone. Right. Right. I don't, I don't, I, to me, canceling is stupid. First of all, that tells me you're too weak to understand or at least acknowledge that another person not has always. an opinion different than you. Not always, but in many cases, yes. Jerry, it's the first amendment. No, the first amendment is, and, and here's what I mean by that. Here's where I'm putting the two pieces together. First Amendment is not there for the I love you speech. It's there for the I hate you speech. The same to thing. a certain degree. Right. But with limits. There yeah, are you many can't limits. go in a theater and yell no, fire. No, no, What kind of theater? A theater. Crowded. You cannot yeah. go into a crowded theater and yell fire. Meaning, your right to free speech cannot endanger other people. Right. So and there's certainly many limits. Sure. That's what I'm Especially saying. Especially when it's untrue. But if you are routinely doing that, okay, maybe you are. Uh, should be ostracized and pushed to the side. I get that. For at least a limited time. Yeah. But set some for, standards. Because I say something you don't like, and that is the standard at which a lot of people right now think that you should be canceled, you should be doxxed, you should be whatever, just because you disagree with me. And that's, we've got to get past that. I agree. That's what I was getting at. I agree. Um, that's all I was saying. What was it, her bone? Oh, uh, she wanted to hear what the Mochi's Munchies text line was, the number. Oh. Would you give that number? Sure. As soon as I look it up. <laughs> hey, it's not like it's my personal number. I don't call this thing or anything. Well, so you set it up. You should know. Jeez. Our tech yeah. wizard here. You know, one of these days, we're actually going to hire a producer. So if you know any good producers out there, <laughs> we're going to need one at some point, I'm sure. Well, while you're doing that, I'm oh, going to... got it. Oh, okay. The number is 540-709-1318. We should probably also add that to our uh, the website, Weapon. right? Yeah. yeah. But yes, the number is 540-709-1318. Okay. So I, I have several that I wanted to lead with today because I want to touch base on all these. And I don't care if we go an hour and a half tonight to do it because these are important to me. Okay. Uh, so... We're going to try really, really not to do that, um, to go an hour and a half. But I'm going to try to bust through these. As you know, North Korea launched a missile over Japan just a couple of days ago. Yes. And we were talking about, oh, my gosh, what if it had missed? What if it had landed somewhere in Japan? What would the consequences of that be? 
So in response to that, what did the United States and South Korea do? They started doing their war games again in the, in the, in, in the sea right there beside um, South Korea. Right. Well, then guess what? What? South Korea launches a missile that crash lands less than 50 miles from the North Korean border. If that isn't a, hey, we got a new person, Fuzzy, welcome to the show. Woohoo! Um, if that's not a reason, I mean, first of all, this guy is hanging on by a string with his mental capacities, I think, the North Korean Kim Jong-un. Yep. Um, had, had South Korea's missile been off 45 more miles, the entire peninsula would have been erupted into war. Another war that we'd have been drug into. Is it really worth all of this for that? That's my question. What do you well, think? I think it goes a little bit deeper than that. First of all, yes, I absolutely agree. It was stupid of them to try to retaliate to something so stupid by doing basically exactly what he did or very something very similar. Very similar. Was it over the entire country? Nevertheless, the dangers are extremely similar. Uh, it was Korea's missile, Fuzzy. Just so you know, it was South Korea's missile, not ours. Right. But but here's the point. What are the dangers of allowing North Korea to become a nuclear country with capabilities of getting those nukes to the United States? And if we don't act, first of all, they're already a nuclear country. Yeah, They do not have currently the ICBMs capable of delivering a payload to the United States. Um, so as of right now, we are not in direct danger of those. But every day that they get better. Every day, every day they get better. Every missile launch, they improve slightly. We know it's a matter of time. My point is simply, it's easy to say we shouldn't be pulled into a war. Is this something that we need to be preemptive about? Or do we, are we looking at 20, 30 years, probably more like five, 10 years down the road at having a nuclear powered country that's has the capabilities of getting those nukes to mainland United States that is run by an absolute idiot? No, I agree. But see, here's the thing. If you, if you start talking about regime change in North Korea, there's, there's a few problems with that. First of all, you can't just take out Kim Jong-un. Because his sister is right there. And for by all accounts that I've ever looked up, his sister is more whack than he is. So it would have to be all of them. You would have to take out that whole lineage. Then you still have to deal with the fact that the citizenry, 90, 98%, are completely brainwashed into thinking that these people are gods. So, so you're saying we do allow it to happen? I, I don't say that. I just say that there are a lot of factors into, into We We knew that. Yeah. The question to you is, should we preempt? If I'm president act? today? Do Not it. president. You just have, let's say that you're the head of the unnamed military branch that can do something about it. Do you? I've If I am a head of an unnamed military branch that has the ability to execute total regime change, I absolutely say, Mr. President, we can fix this. Absolutely. So you think that's what we should be doing? But it can't. But there can be no mistakes. Well, because, there's always mistakes. Because if there's a mistake, 
Seoul, South Korea is gone. Possible. Because they don't have to be accurate to throw a missile 33 First miles. of all, I'm sure that we have given South Korea uh, probably everything that we have in anti-missile defense systems. Yes. Uh, they even have a copy. It's my understanding they even have the Iron Dome that we have supplied to Israel. So it's very possible that North Korea could attempt to throw something at them. <laughs> Double says you're so aggressive, Jerry. So aggressive. <laughs> I, you know, there's some things that we probably should be more aggressive than we are. Uh, and this is one that the, the more I thought about it, Iran and North Korea, to me, are two of the biggest unknown threats. Russia, we know what kind of threat they are. China, basically. But the deal with North Korea and Iran is they're so unpredictable and at times so crazy. When you start firing a missile over Japan to, allow, to land in the South Pacific with no known reason why, no, absolutely no known reason why they would do this, why they would be trying to provoke Japan. Yeah, we talked about it yesterday. Uh, it just doesn't make sense. What are they trying to prove by attacking or showing that they can hit the mainland of Japan? But these are the crazy ones you got to worry about. Right. And the point now is how far along are we going to allow this country to progress knowing that they already have nukes yeah knowing that they're working on icbms and yeah. that's the only thing that they lack in being able to de deliver those nuclear payloads to mainland united states right Very thought right so yeah I, I'll, I'll be aggressive if it means that my grandchildren have a lesser risk down the road of facing threats like that so what about the actual question that i ask you is it worth us showing just out here doing live fire missions just i mean had that missile been 45 miles to the north we'd be talking about a war today instead of that would be our topic that would be right. the topic of everybody so what exactly is your question my question is should we be doing those types of live fire drills drills with, south, tests korea. with south korea absolutely yes okay absolutely fair enough for a lot of reasons Number one, I think if you don't, for someone like Kim Jong-un, if you don't show, if you don't match his aggression with aggression, he will go far. Would you agree? Yeah, we both know that you hate Trump. And we, <laughs> we there's a lot of things that Trump really like. Yeah. I thought, I thought the one thing that he excelled at was getting North Korea to the table. Talking to North Korea. But nothing happened from it. I understand. But... Rome wasn't built in a day. You know, he had reached out an olive branch. He's the only president to ever step into North Korea, for God's sake. I mean, that's that's impressive. I've, only if it accomplishes something. Yeah. If it accomplishes nothing, how's it impressive? Oh. Now, we so, were drug around and led to believe that a lot of things are going to happen. And it turned out that this great friendship that, that Trump and Kim Jong had formed didn't amount to squat. No, they it did continued to lie. They continued to change. They continued to negotiate the same way they had for the last 20 or 30 years, which is why we quit negotiating with them. Sure. Because Bill nothing was the they last ever they said. Actually had, yeah. Had they would never follow through with anything they said they're going to do. So right. if they're not trustworthy, what is the point of negotiating? So, you know. Okay. So I got to take a time out. Way. I got to take a time out. First of all, um, I just want to catch you up to date on some of the, the talk here. <laughs> so Mo Mochi says that you are very aggressive when it comes to your massages with happy endings. And you're aggressive against your feet picks. <laughs> and then Double wants to know, uh, what about massages that include the feet? 
But these these people feet. know you. Well, they can massage my feet. Okay. Uh, and Mochi involves their feet. No thanks. Mo, Mochi says that uh, that is your guilty pleasure. We we figured they figured it out. Cold and, sweet red wine and Dallas <laughs> massages. And uh, that uh, um, you are serious, and we're talking about your fetishes. You're being so serious while you're being so serious. They're over here talking about your fetishes. So we appreciate that very Sounds much. like they were just as serious as I was, but I'm a completely yeah. unrelated. So, topic. what's your next topic? This is oh my gosh, we forgot the rules of this this whole show. Five minutes, Jerry. Five minutes. Five minutes. Five minutes. I'll more than make up for it with this one. Okay, way less. Very sad. The queen of country music passed away yesterday. I'm sure you heard Miss Loretta Lynn, age 90 years old, passed away yesterday. Yeah. Lost for the nation. She, The only one I would know of that would be harder to lose than her in country music would be Dolly Parton. Yeah. She, she's not up to Dolly's standards, but she's probably okay. second or third behind that. <laughs> Going to miss Miss Loretta Lynn, the coal miner's daughter. Yeah. I was just giving a moment of silence. Okay. You, you look like you needed it. <laughs> look like I needed it. <laughs> okay, so unpopular opinion. My favorite Loretta Lynn song isn't by Loretta Lynn. It's okay. Loretta Lynn's Lincoln. Have you ever heard it? No. It's a fantastic song. I don't know who sings it. I have it on my download list. Loretta Lynn's Lincoln. Yeah. And, uh, uh, it's a great song. It actually has Dolly in it, and it's it's fantastic. I think Josh Turner sings it. I think I don't know. Never was Long a fan. Black Train. Sorry. There was a huge fan of Loretta Lynn. I appreciate what she did, where she came from, her life struggles. Um, you know, a lot of those country music stars back in the day. Uh, one of the memes I saw today was very fitting. It said, "There's Conway up there saying." Uh, uh, hello, darling. It's been a long time. Welcome to the pearly, pearly gates. So, yeah, hello, I get darling. it. Can't wait, right. Twitty Loretta Lee. All right. So, one more. I, I told Fuzzy that I had a couple things on my list that we're going to get to, and we are. My next topic hits you a little. Who? Fuzzy. He's one of our listeners today, oh, okay. or she, or whoever that is. Um, they them. Let's get the pronouns. The, oh, I'm glad you bring the pronouns <laughs> up because it's my next topic. We're going to bring this real close to home today. Okay. Oh, it's Jacob. So yeah, it's definitely a him. Maybe a him her. Um, Don't insult the man. <laughs> yes, we stand by that. That would be an insult. Um. So here in our county, Anderson County, Kentucky, we have a principal who has been suspended because he refuses to use pronouns that doesn't regard re, that isn't regarding birth gender of students in his school here in Anderson County when was he suspended huh when was he suspended today apparently we don't um, and the controversy comes from the fact that he will not acknowledge any a little background last week i think we looked it up uh, there was a paper issued that said that teachers were going to start using whatever pronouns a student wished without the ability. There was a Facebook post. Right. Not a paper issued. It was issued by the state. We no, looked it up. Yeah. 
He said it was, and the state, if you read the entire article, the state said, that's not at all what we said. Here's what we said. Well, long story short, he's now suspended because he chose not to do something against a Facebook post. The teacher that... The principal. Well, it was a teacher that made the Facebook post. It, the, at any rate, because... And, and that wasn't even the big part, using the pronouns. The big part, and we talked about this on the phone yesterday... Um, is the fact that parents were not allowed to be contacted and let known that Sam was now wanting to be called Samantha. And, you know, for several, several reasons. High school, double. Uh, this is, we're talking about high school. Anderson County High School. Anderson County High School. Um, the teacher, by the way's name, who had the original Facebook post was Randy Adams. Yeah. A teacher yeah. at Anderson County High School. Yeah. And, you know, regardless of what his beliefs, and he said that, you know, that's, he brings in religion. And said that real, he refused to comply. He refused to comply for religious reasons. You're right. And that's fine. Um, even without the religious component of this, the fact that the schools are going, in my way, in my mind, going behind the parents' back and not informing the parent that, hey, by the way, your son is now wanting us to call him a girl's name and is expecting to use the girl's restroom. Not allowing the parents to know this information is a really big red flag. Many kids who struggle with gender identity um, also struggle with depression, struggle with suicide. They, you know, as, as we discussed in a previous episode, Kids that have gender identity issues are more likely to commit suicide than children that do not. So to be able to allow your child to participate in this behavior without the parents' consent or the parents even knowing that it's going on is a huge negative for me. Huge. I don't I would be if if my son behaved like this and I was not informed and something happened, I would sue everybody associated with it because that's a huge red flag to problem to, to problems that can be developmental mentally and physically. What's your opinion? Well, first of all, there's a couple things you said that I think I'm sure you've heard. I don't think you're intentionally misleading anyone, but I'm going to read from an article that was put out by Lexington 18.com. Um, and this was in reference to Adam's original post and what happened from it. It says, following Adam's post, the Anderson County School District released a statement attempting to dispel misinformation about the guidance that was sent out to all staff members. The statement reads in part, staff are encouraged to discuss gender-specific concerns with the students and asking them if they have discussed with their parents, facilitating a conversation with parents if needed. When it comes to whether or not teachers are required to use a child's preferred pronouns, Superintendent Sheila Mitchell said the Kentucky Department of Education guidance that was issued suggests that the answer to that question is not yet settled. So it's not fair to say that something come out from either Anderson County or from Frankfurt saying that you have to use the pronouns or saying that you can't discuss it with the parents. There was some information that come, and by the way, Randy Adams, who had the original Facebook post, did delete his post. Um, 
he was very specific originally saying that if that was what they were going to do, he was not going to comply for religious reasons. He has since deleted his post. Now, according to the information that was released from the Anderson County School District by the superintendent, um, Sheila Mitchell, Sheila Mitchell, the things that he when he originally read it, he thought that it said you have to do this in reference to using the pronoun that the student wants. You can't do this talking to the parents and they're saying that that's not the case. So not trying to, if, the, if, so what if that's he originally the case, why said, did they suspend him? First of all, I've not heard anything about him being suspended. Do you uh, have an article on that? I will find it. Uh, yeah, I have no idea. I have no idea. It's uh, If they are requiring the use of the pronoun that the kid suggests, this is the wrong area to be doing that. That's not going to go over, n- not in this part of the country yeah if you want to try that in vermont or massachusetts or california yeah you can probably get away with it that's not going to fly here it's just not nor and, should it uh, nor should, i agree 100%. you know if, if you if any time that you as a school district or you as a person or you as anybody um try to come between this and we had the same talk about contraceptives if you try to come between the student and their parents and you do it in a sneaky way that requires a shower afterward, that's a problem. The parents, unless you're going to take the rights and the ability to govern their children away from the parents, the parents should have the last word until the child is 18. Not always. And you and I disagree on well, that. Well, but I mean, here's a point. We don't disagree on it in every occasion. No. Here's one. If the parent or some crazy religious, and I say crazy because I don't even know what religion believes this, but there's some religions that don't believe in medical science. They don't believe in doctors. They don't believe in medicine. And they uh, say is that that's, Westboro Baptist? Is that probably out yeah. in Oklahoma or somewhere? Mm-hmm. I don't know. But there's more than just them. They, they very well may be because they're some of the craziest. But here's the point. I think that the government, schools, and everyone else has the right to step in and say, you know what? We're not going to allow that. You've got a kid that's sick. We know how to fix this, but you've got to take him to the doctor. Yeah. And if you don't, we're going to take your child away. So I certainly there's believe, a difference between what you just said and what we were talking well, about, though. But you stated very broadly: whenever you attempt to come in between a kid and the parent, that you went too far. And my point is that the government should have a responsibility to try to help the children and help everyone. And if it is a life and death situation, uh, Absolutely, that they have the right to interfere and go against, in some cases, parents' wishes when they're saying, hey, we, we can help this child. If you go to a court and you tell the court as a CPS agent, this child is sick and needs medical conditioning and this, this parent is not allowing that to happen, then a court's judge with the evidence can produce facts and say, this is not right for the child. We're going to take your child or we're going to take your rights and we're going to put the or child to a doctor. Either you take them or we're going to do this. We're going to do this. Not only a child, That's, they'll do that with your pet. Yeah, or they'll your grandma. They'll do that with your pet. I Forget humans. They'll yeah. do that with your dog and your so pet. So my point is that is a whole lot different and requires an, at least a modicum of supervision. What I'm saying is that the school system is just – willy-nilly cutting you out because it becomes a problem. And well, that's what I disagree with. If it's that much of a problem, like you said, let's go to court, 
Let's talk about it in front of a judge, and then we'll go from there. You can't just you can't just say, well, that be. You can't just say, well, they're acting like you know, Sam is acting like Sally, and we're not going to tell the parents because that could be a problem, and we don't want to deal with. When it comes problem. to the pronouns, I one hundred percent agree with you. When it comes to the bigger argument of does the school slash government ever have a right to intervene? with or without court's permission. We were talking the other day about contraception being given to kids. I don't disagree with that. Um, I was raised with parents that were so religiously strict that I cannot imagine what would have happened if I had come home and they had found out that I'd gotten contraception from school. Um, I, and guys, don't get me wrong. I love my parents. They were awesome parents. They were ex- very, very religiously strict. I don't know that I would have been allowed to live there any longer. So when it comes to contraception, I, I, I would agree with them giving contraception to kids. I think there's a big enough health risk. Um, and not not only health risk from STDs and unwanted pregnancies and all that, but also the risk of what happens to a young 14, 15 year old girl when she's pregnant and she's got to go home and tell mom and dad and she's afraid of what they might physically do to her. Uh, so I, 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 when it comes to pronouns, 100% agree with everything you're saying. When it comes to the bigger issue of the schools and government can never come between a parent and a child, I would disagree. So what I want to just point out, and we're way over time on this issue. Yeah, we're having uh, five minutes. What? Let's see, what happened to five minutes? Well, but this is a big issue. It, it is. could have turned into a... Probably could have. But just want to point your attention to the FERPA law. F-E-R-P-A. And that's a... Oh, I thought it was Furby law. No. Glad I... <laughs> Those Glad I little furry that. things that are taught... We're learning how to t- speak. I just want to... And the guidance no, I meant is, the people dressing up. Oh, that's the furries. Oh, furries. That's a whole Not different furries. thing. Okay. And yes... Furries is a sexual orientation. It is a gender orientation. Sexual, yes. Gender, no. Anyway. Go ahead. Family Education Rights and Privacy Act, FERPA, is a federal law that affords parents the right to have access to their child's education records, the right to seek and to have the records amended, and the right to have some control over the disclosure of personally identifiable information from the education records. However, when a student turns 18 or enters post-secondary education at any age, the rights of FERPA transfer from the parents to the student. Post-secondary is high school. And, and that cuts the parents out. Post-secondary is not high school. Oh. Secondary is high school. Post-secondary oh, yeah. is college. It's not a, <laughs> it's not a gender. It's a gender issue. Sorry. It, yeah. to it could be a gender issue. It's not a gender. There's no furry gender. No, no. There's no. male, female. Yes. Sorry. 100% agree. Sex. Physically sex. There's 100%. male and female. Sorry. Okay. I'm done. Next topic. Please don't take as long as I did. <laughs> I uh... I agree, Fuzzy. When you're 18 or you're in college, what you do is your business. Parents are not. I agree. Where are we? This one won't take long at all. This one is scary. And it's a, I don't know if it's, is Bangladesh a third world country? I don't know. It's a developing country. There you go. 
this one scares me. I can see this becoming more and more prevalent. I can see this happening in more and more countries all the time. And we're beginning to even see some signs of it in the United States of all places. Anyway, Bangladesh was plunged into darkness by a national grid failure. Power grid collapse led to blackouts in over 75% of Bangladesh. Jeez. Now, remember last year, Texas? And Texas is different because they are kind of isolated. They have their own system that's not tied to the rest of the country. Uh, but they were able to do it cheaper because of all the natural gas and all that that they had in, in the state. So they had decided years and years ago to go it their own way. But last winter or winter before, one of the two, the national, not the national, the state grid in Texas failed. People froze to death. People died. Uh, There was many reasons. They had a uh, coal spell that come through that was almost unprecedented. It was a year before because my friend Stephanie got caught down there without power. She was down there for training in Dallas. Their, (laughs) Their gas lines where the natural gas is transported weren't insulated because it traditionally in Texas, especially the southern part of Texas, doesn't need it. Um, They had a a really bad coal spill, and the whole power, the state power grid went down. So, again, you know, Bangladesh, when we first hear it, we're thinking, yeah, you know, it's a long way from the United States. It's not a first-world country. It's a developing country, um, highly populated country. But even so, at first glance, you're thinking, how could this ever come here? And you go, wait a minute. A couple of years ago, we didn't see it on a national scale, but we saw it in Texas. Hmm. And you hear of smaller things in other countries, especially as we're having more and more longer hot spells. We're finding that our much of our infrastructure is not prepared for it. Not, our infrastructure is in terrible disregard. Is. That is the one reason that shovel-ready jobs passed almost unanimously, because we thought that we were actually going to fix some of this stuff. And we didn't. Um, And as an example of how weak our entire system is, for example, Lake Mead doesn't doesn't only give California, Nevada, Nevada, New Mexico, and Arizona power or or water. water, Also their power. Also their power. And if the lake is already at a point that they're beginning to think that Hoover is not going to be able to produce as many megawatts because there's not a water coming across it. To the point of my next topic, the drought out west is so bad. Colorado recently issued a open fishing to anyone who wanted to go fishing. The only requirement is anything you caught, you kept and you ate. Or you gave it to somebody who could eat it. You didn't put it back. You didn't put it back because they didn't want the fish to go to waste because the their reservoirs are just drying up. That's a huge thing. In Kentucky, it's very strict as to what you can do, what you can keep, what you're allowed to have, um, and what you're. But in Colorado, it's open vein. Just please take it before it just dies and waste and goes spoiled in the in the dryness. So you're right and. And many, many people, you know, I like to go down rabbit holes. Conspiracy theories. Every once in a while. One of the biggest things that they talk about in in most of those is, most of those pertaining to this issue, I should say, is that our weakest point, other than our 
addiction and our proclivities to use everything satellite-based right. is our weak infrastructure, specifically our power grid. Our national power grid is one of the weakest points of America right now because it's so poorly maintained. Anyway. Going along with what you're talking about, Lake Mead and the drought out west, I was reading in the last few days uh, an article, and I don't recall the exact number, but it was talking about the lack of water in California and how it's affecting uh, agriculture. And it told how many acres were left, were not planted, were not being cultivated this year due to water shortages. And I don't remember the number, but it was over 100,000 acres. That's insane. Unbelievably insane that that many acres would be left sitting doing nothing. It's not that they, this is not the number of acres where they switched to another crop. This is the number of acres where they were doing nothing with because of a lack of water to be able to do anything with the soil. So uh, absolutely unbelievable. If you and I usually talk about taxes or we have conversation about taxes, we always refer to California and New York because they're the highest tax states. Right. And what it costs them in people moving out of their states. I got a prime example for you, Jerry, of what it cost them from somebody not moving into their state. Okay. <laughs> in the NFL offseason, Tariq Hill became a free agent. Okay. Tariq Hill had a choice between two, two different cities, two different teams to go play football for. Both teams up and coming um, <laughs> and could use his service, right? Miami and who? One of the L.A. teams probably? No, sir. The New York Jets. Okay. And he – his per year salary is $30 million. How one person is worth $30 million who will be on the field for 70, 60% of the offensive snaps. I have no idea. Not my job to figure out how to pay these guys. The point is, and I quote, he said, it was almost done in New York, but I had to make a big boy decision. And it's all about the taxes. So he signed with Miami. <laughs> I just thought I'd bring that out because Elon Musk moved to Texas from California because of a lot of the same issues. Same reason, taxes. Yeah. And, you know, you, you have to do that. You, you have to, when you're making that kind of money, why would you not? Even if I played for an L.A. team, I would probably be happy to drive three hours to my team every day to save the kind of money by living in Nevada that I would. I totally agree. It, it, now, with all that being said, not disagreeing with you at all. Um, if any NFL team is interested in signing me for <laughs> one half, one one tenth of what Tyreek Hill got, I'll go to any state. Any state. I'll pay your taxes. I'll pay the taxes for that state and the neighboring state. Just saying. What about NBA? Would you do that for the NBA? Oh, yes, I would. All right. Um, what about the WNBA? Oh, wait, they don't make any money. Oh, yes, I would. They don't make any money. You probably make more money than they do. 
according to them. Maybe. Do you, do you, and I don't have this on the list. And I don't know if you, do you have the WNBA at all on your list? On my list. Okay, good. No. So, so. Never have. I don't, I've never watched a WNBA game. Thank you. Now, no, these people continue to complain about Brittany Griner having to play in freaking Russia to make a living. She didn't have to play in Russia to make a living. Now she can't play at all. She's going to be playing uh, rock, paper, scissors in prison for the next 10 years. But forget Brittany Griner. For those people who want to talk about equal pay, and, and they want to say that the WNBA players should make that of the NBA players. Right. It, it, so it applies not just to Brittany Griner, but to no. everyone singing this anthem yeah. of equal pay. Yeah. Guys, it is – they're doing the same job. They're yep. going out and playing a game of basketball. Now, let's talk about how many people watch the NBA games and how yeah. many people watch the NBA games. Right, absolutely. Let's, also, this if we're is, talk about equality, I heard a comedian the other day say this really well. If Why do we have a WNBA? If they're that good, if they're as good as men and deserve equal pay, why don't they just join the NBA? Well, Why doesn't LeBron James, do they think that it would be fair for LeBron James, and this will tie into my, my next topic, do they think it would be fair if LeBron James began playing with the WNBA? Or if that <laughs> happened, he would score an average of 853 points a night? <laughs> Seriously, there, there's no comparison. You can't compare the two. That's where I was going. That's where I was going exactly. Yeah. And that's the reason why we watched NBA and not WNBA. Even if you are a diehard NBA, WNBA fan, if you go to a game, you're sitting there practically alone. They're not putting butts in the seats. And in a sporting they're not environment. they TV contracts because they right. don't get the people to tune in and watch. And then they complain that they're not getting people to tune in and watch. And what do they do? Their NBA, WNBA finals, what do they put it up against? Sunday night football. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Who's making those decisions? That's the person you need to talk to about why you're not making so much money. Anywho, what's your totally next topic, right. Jerry? Well, going along with it, do you think it's fair when – what's the guy's name that was a transsexual? Bob. And he joined the swimming team, Stanford. I oh, think. Uh, you know who I'm talking about? Yeah, I know who you're talking And about. you saw pictures of this guy, and he just got freaking muscles. Looks and, like uh, the Olympian. Yeah. It's not fair to me, kind of go along with what we're saying, if you were to put LeBron James in the WNBA. It's not fair when you have this male swimmer on at the NCAA level that has a sex change and is now swimming on the women's team. And several of his own team members were saying, no, it's not fair. He never had the change. Had to change what? He never had the physical change. No, he started it. He, I don't think he, he finished it, but he was starting the process. He was taking some whatever – Sure. Hormones. There's a big difference between taking some hormones and still having the well, things giving you the hormones. I'm just saying I didn't go <laughs> strip the guy's clothes and check him, so I don't know how far along the process he got. Here's my point. I don't think any of that's fair. Do you? No. You would say no, right? Question for you. Would it be fair in a creative sense for humans to have to compete against computers? No, I don't think we can. And from a creative sense? Sure. The reason I ask is because in Colorado State Fair, they had a art competition 
and a gentleman just won. And after he won, he announced that a software program, artificial intelligence, drew the painting. Well, here's the painting. That's gorgeous. Wow. Done by computer. It's amazing. How do you stop it? I don't think you do. I don't know how you do. Because this is the type of thing where whoever signs their name, someone said. Fuzzy knew it. He knew it before you said it. The painting? Yeah. The competition? Yeah. I, 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 I so think that it's so unfair on the same scale as the guys trying to compete against women in sports. Athletics. Well, I agree. I agree. It's not fair. It's not fair. Now, again, in athletics, it's real simple how you stop it. This, I don't know how you stop it. To tie in with that, and it's not even on my list. Have you seen the robot that yes. has been made yes. for law enforcement? No, no, no. This thing, you could push it, knock it down, and it's still going to shoot the target okay. dead center. Doesn't matter what you're doing. They were showing how you could come up and hit it with big, heavy things. It would knock it over, but it's still shooting and hitting square in the center of the target. You could knock it down. It's still shooting and hitting right in the target. In movies yeah. For and you're like, years. how much intelligence are you going to give this thing? I've seen that movie. I'm not in. Check me out. <laughs> this doesn't end well for humans. Yes, this is not good. The question about this is, where does it stop? Well, Fuzzy has a good point. It says it's eliminating or natural talents. Yes, it is. You know, it, it because we can't. There, There is a certain, to me, especially with artwork, this is beautiful, and if I didn't know better, I would say that. I mean, it. When you look at a picture of this blown up, it is absolutely friggin' gorgeous. Well, I, it really is. I believe it. I, I just one of the things I did on the cruises would go to many of the art shows, and there's something to be said about the imperfections of art. Yes, you know that to me adds it. similar it shows, to a diamond, right? Yeah, yeah. So anyway, the, the question that this begs to be asked will the day come when we see robots in the olympics well, what would be the point of having the olympics <laughs> the point of all this right why have competitions at all yeah if you can't determine what is human and what is artificial intelligence what is computer what's the point of having competitions right i don't disagree with you and it needs to be the same thing we need to work through that to be blunt okay i'm through yeah, got to make sure I say that before my five minutes are up. Oh, you did good, Jerry. I'm so impressed. You're gonna like my next one. Go You're gonna hate my next one. Okay, go for it. I just want. <laughs> Let's see. I just want to say, and some of our listeners here, I, I just know I'm better not because as soon as I do, I'm gonna get in trouble. I'm gonna my my star's gonna get broken legs or something. I'm not gonna say that. What star? I'm not saying. <laughs> so okay. what I want to talk about real quick is two things we're gonna i've, I've been really heavy all all night so i'm gonna i'm gonna do it a, a little bit. light a bit for a second um i watched uh thor love and thunder okay the other night it's the newest thor movie from marvel movies and i absolutely want to say this and um i'm gonna draw some hate for it i don't care but if i watch one more marvel movie where they ruin the villain by making him nice at the end, I'm literally going to throw my TV through the into the front yard. I was so angry. They had this uh, Christian Bale used to do. He's done several very serious roles. They had him as uh, Gore the God Butcher. Did an amazing job with them. 
He was evil. He was he was icky. Made you want to take a shower every time he was on the scene. He's just very, very villainy. Mm-hmm. And then at the very end of the movie, spoiler alert, turn away now. At the very end of the movie, they turned him to being not that. Heartfelt. They have done this on every single movie they've produced. It's a Disney thing. Disney does the same thing. They did the same it's crap. More Disney. It's to make, they, did society. The, they did the same thing to Star Wars, which is why a lot of people are revolting around Star Wars. Nobody can Make a villain. Be a villain. Be a villain. Doctor Strange and the Multitude of Madness was an amazing movie. Visually exhausting. Yep. The Scarlet Witch was a bad ass until the very end. Oh, I've made a mistake. I'll make it all better. What? No, just let her be a badass. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's my, that's my rant. I'm sorry. I totally agree. And I think the problem is not just Marvel, not just Hollywood, not, I think it's your society trying to be politically correct. Yes, we stop can't it. have anything be bad. We have to find redeeming qualities and everything. Bull crap. Right? There's a lot of evil in the world. So when you have and some a, of it's just evil for evil's sake. Sure. North Korea. <laughs> when you have a movie and you got a villain, let them be a freaking villain. 100% agree. Totally agree. Okay. We are. Oh, yeah. We can't sugarcoat everything except Mochi's cookies. There you go. <laughs> um, well, but that's kind of what we're saying. If you're a villain, be a villain. If you're the badass of all bakers, be Mochi the badass of all bakers. <laughs> I agree with that. We're at an hour and five. Okay. So we got to get through these next ones real quick. This one's a short one. Okay. Well, if that's your question, I can answer it. At least if you are in the city of Abilene, Texas. Oh, I last weekend... Where it was George Paul Jones that authorities allege let the dogs out when he broke into the Abilene Taylor County Animal Services building and let upwards of 150 dogs go free, (laughs) two of which killed themselves by fighting. Oh, geez. But to answer the question for all those who have been wondering for so many years (laughs) of who let the dogs out, the answer is George Paul Jones, at least in Abilene, Texas. Now, isn't George Paul Jones a musician or something? No. That's John Paul Jones. No. Well, I don't. George Jones was an old country music who's alcoholic the, the, uh, singer who, friend of who's mine. Who's on the Monkees or in one of those European bands? Oh, yeah. Who was it, George Paul Jones? John Paul Jones. Was it John Paul Jones? Yeah. I think you're right. All right. So what do you think about, gosh, we're, we're cruising on time. That's okay. What do you think about Joe Biden's newest plan to lower gas prices, not for the betterment of Americans? Well, Joe Biden doesn't get to decide no, no. gas prices. No, no, no. We have a choice here, and here's what I'm getting ready to do. Maybe you didn't see this article. It just came out today. Okay. Joe Biden is mulling a plan to ban exports of oil, gas, and diesel fuel outside of America. To keep our fuel here to lower the prices. I think it's stupid. <laughs> we live in a capitalist society where people can do whatever's to their economic best interest. Now, at the same time, have you not wondered 
why we export so much friggin' gas and oil, right. and at the same time import so much? I, is it a transportation distribution issue? We got it at the wrong. I don't know. We export a shitload and import a shitload. I don't understand how that works. I actually I looked that, that up sense. when I worked in the industry. And the reason they do that is there for the longest time, we could import for sale Middle Eastern oil cheaper and export at a net profit. So we would actually make money on both sides of that. How could our substandard product, because their oil actually is a higher standard mm-hmm. than ours is, it's a higher quality, a higher grade. Our How customers, could, the mean? people we were sending it to would pay, would pay for more the, because it was coming from us. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Absolutely. <laughs> uh, back to the pronoun argument. Mm-hmm. Mochi said, did you know? Michael Jackson's pronouns are he. <laughs> <laughs> My turn. Mm-hmm. I've got another fisherman story. Oh, jeez. You're going to love it. Two fishermen appear to have been caught hook, line, and sinker after allegedly oh. putting lead weights inside fish they'd caught. They were in a tournament. And obviously, the way that they determine the winners is by weight, right? Yep. So these guys had put lead weights inside fish. Jacob Runyon and Chase Kaminsky were hoping to take first place in the Lake Erie Walleye Trail Tournament held in Cleveland, Ohio, the winners of which walked away with a prize of $30,000. They and Did you see the pictures? Yes. Some huge lead Saw weights the they put in there. And here's the other thing. They were number one in this particular tournament run. They were number they, one. They'd won several tournaments. They had and a very good chance were, of winning without cheating. Yeah. And people have now gone back to all of those previous yeah. tournaments and said, well, how did you win that one? Yeah. There's even rumors that they had submerged fish previously caught over the weekend and had a diver connect them to their hooks. Oh, my goodness. So they would catch them again. Out of like a... Oh, my goodness. Yeah, they, they've been cheating for, these guys so are sad. probably going to find or, or be subject to criminal fines. Yeah. And, and these criminal, dollar amounts, you're probably talking prison. Yeah. You're not talking exactly. you know, misdemeanor. Crazy stuff. Overfishing. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a lot of money. Yeah, it is. I didn't know this, and this isn't on my list, but the money associated with fishing is similar, but not quite as much as the money associated with uh, chess. Jeez. There was a guy that was recently caught cheating at chess. Allegedly. It hasn't been proven. Proven. But he was allegedly cheating in chess. I've got this on my list. Do you really? Anal beads. (laughs) Because of electronic remote control anal beads. (laughs) Was the accusation. Yeah. And here's the story behind it. They were saying that somebody, some friend of his running a computer computer which we now know that there are computer programs that can play chess and beat anyone that was sending him messages yeah. through the morse code morse code or whatever <laughs> through speaking of cheating let's go ahead and throw the lady in there from the world poker tournament yeah. who had a vibrating ring and anytime proven uh she it hasn't been proven but she gave back all the money okay so yes. probably yes <laughs> this case was entirely speculation there is zero evidence but here's the deal it was a 19 year old uh forget what country he was from that's alleged to have cheat 
that was cheating and beat some of the world's best. Yeah. One was the 31, 32 yeah. year old world grandmaster. Uh, and everyone is saying there's just no way. So it's part of the speculation about how did he do it? This is some of the stuff that he said. There is zero evidence of any of this. So I asked this question in jest. Yes. Um, <laughs> Mochi says, imagine going to a friend and saying, man, I need to learn Morse code for my anal beads. <laughs> yeah, really. Okay. So I asked this question partially in jest. But did we possibly create a new comet? Oh yes, with the uh, with the new dart, with the dart satellite impact. Yes, yeah, and six obviously miles long, last six, hour. six six miles mile long, long trail. Trail now, obviously, it's not going the, to be a comet because comets have a set, you know, and this is just kind of floating. And they're there. saying that this one will eventually be far, far longer than the six oh, yeah. miles and dispersed to the point we won't even see. I also, it. haven't heard what was the net result. Did it, it did have move the impact it. that we yeah. so desired. It did move it. And give me a little backstory as to what we're talking about. So NASA and many leaders of our world think Armageddon here was thinking if we have an asteroid coming to hit Earth, <laughs> what can we do about it? Well, let's figure some stuff out before we get into that situation. Uh, was it five years ago they launched they they launched, launched Dart? Um, Isn't that amazing? Five years ago, they knew where this freaking asteroid yeah, yeah, was going amazing. to be. Now, now this particular asteroid that they that they decided to hit posed no threat to us. It was beside a bigger asteroid that also posed no threat, but they chose the smaller one. They wanted to see how accurate they could be. Um, <laughs> and so, basically, we wanted to see if we could hit it. A, we did. And B, move it. Because when you're moving at 27, 28,000 miles per hour, um, just the smallest little bump could move it out of... A quarter of an inch within the next 30 minutes could mean... The difference between hitting yes. Earth or not. <laughs> totally missing our entire orbit. Yeah. So, and it looks like NASA, who's had a long string <laughs> of successes here very recently... <laughs> Had another one with the dart. It, it did exactly what they expected to do. Some <laughs> scientists that were trained on that, that had their high-power telescopes on that, actually caught video and photographic stills of the moment of impact, which is really cool. Google that if you haven't seen it. It's really neat. What do you think about that, Jerry? Pretty amazing stuff, huh? Every bit of it. Totally 100% awesome. You know, the, the idea behind our podcast is more or less – News coverage. This is, you know, we don't do that on the monthly news with each and every discussion point. This is one that's huge. Yeah. The fact that we now believe that we have a good plan that, that has been tested sooner, soon enough, that we could alter a comet, asteroid, whatever, that would be on a collision course with Earth. And we now know how to prevent that. It's in, huge. In a, and why that's important is studies today, I just saw the report today, show that the, the the asteroid that killed the dinosaurs that landed in the Yucatan Peninsula in Mexico had such a title, such a tsunami, that the tsunami actually reached Midland, Australia. That's how powerful yeah. it was. It's halfway around the world. So that's what makes this technology even more. That would, by itself, that tsunami would obliterate a huge portion of the population of the world. Yeah, absolutely. 
<laughs> not including what it didn't, the coverage and the, the plume yes. would. It would starve everything else off. So just to have that kind of technology in our back pocket to say, hey, we've done this before. We can do it. There Good job. Go, go ahead. Got time man. for one more? Yeah, we got time for two more. Okay. There is a lighthouse <laughs> on the Chesapeake Bay. <laughs> it is called the Hooper Island Light. It is a lighthouse of the Chesapeake Bay west of Middle Hooper Island in Maryland. It is located in the United States Navy controlled danger area. <coughs> Excuse me, my sinuses are killing me. And because it is in the U.S. Navy danger area, overnight occupation of the structure is prohibited. No living there. No spending the there. Can't, can't live there. Can't spend one night. Now, they decided to auction this lighthouse off. Why? I'm not for sure. <coughs> But they decided to have an auction and sell this lighthouse. Now, a lot of lighthouses that you saw is located on a small island. This is a piece of metal that was sticking up out of the water. There is no land, none. It is 70, 80 years old. It is rusted. It is dilapidated. There are several strings that come with a sale. Like... It has to be maintained as a Coast Guard navigational aid. <coughs> Excuse me. It has to, you have to, the new owners have to observe historic preservation standards. They have to sign a memorandum of agreement with the Navy about when it can even be accessed. So forget spending the night. That That's a foregone conclusion. No. You can't even go there and access it unless the U.S. Navy says you can't. Even if you own it. Oh, that's quotes. Yeah. For, for the owner. <laughs> There was an inspection done on 2019 that determined that it had lead-based paint, asbestos, benzene, and other dangerous substances inside. There are no water, no electricity, or no utilities at the lot house. So how's it light? Is it like a fire up there or a mirror? <laughs> Solar powered. You got me. I have no clue. Wow. So you're a real estate agent. What do you think that auction's worth? What's this place going to bring? Oh, man. Uh, how about we'll say 50000 You know, if, if it was me, you'd have to pay me. It's going to take a lot of work to maintain it as a lighthouse to begin to reverse the damage. Uh, again, it has to be maintained as a working Coast Guard navigational aid. Anyway, with all that being said, at the auction, this pile of rusting, worthless metal sold for $192,000. Holy buckets! That's a lot of money. <laughs> Almost. Well, one-fifth of a million dollars, basically. That's insane. That's stupid. Some people have way too much money. More money than Other sense, than sure. saying, I own a lighthouse. What possible reason could you have? There's not even a place to moor a boat. There's a staircase that you could take a rope and tie to. There's not even a place to moor a boat to. Jeez. That's crazy. I don't get it. We got time for one more, Jerry? If, you, if, you're, if your throat can handle it. <laughs> I just, I want to throw this out there because earlier in the show we were talking about kindlings for a potential World War III. Right. Taiwan warns today in a report um, that they counted 30 different plane or warships and 
warships carrying aircraft um, in the Taiwan Strait that belongs to China near its coast again today as a, pa- a show of strength from China threatening and flexing on Taiwan. They've been doing oh. this for a while. Yeah, it's and it's escalating.